0: it's time for cubicle insanity i've got kim here with me and i'm tammy we're back together again to talk about our favorite topic corporate america our podcast is a discussion about the real insanity from the cubicles in the workplaces from leadership and leaders to experiences with life in the cubicles so what's going on
1: in the cubicles today kim so tammy we've got um, a very esteemed colleague from corporate America with many, many years of experience. And I know our listeners are going to be just on the edge of their seats with this one. Fantastic. Should we get into it? Let's do it. All right. So I'd like to introduce uh, colleague, Liz. She is a um, manager and a leader. So there's a distinction. We'll get into that. Liz will. Uh, 30 years of experience. So not a rookie and not at the pasture yet. And um, sometimes, you know, she sees things a little bit differently than uh, other managers, other leaders. So this is why we're having Liz come on and talk about what goes on in her cubicle, insanity in her life and her world. So let's get into it. And Liz, thanks for joining us. No, thank you. I look forward to the discussion. All right. So we got a couple of um, get to know Liz questions. All Liz, right. What are you currently binge watching? The Crown. I am,
2: I am a monarchist. I think <laughs> that in murder mysteries, midsummer murders, right. both on okay. Netflix.
1: Okay. So, Liz, um, we didn't mention this, but you have three children. Um, which of your three is your favorite?
2: Oh, never, (laughs) never,
1: never, never. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Fair. All right. Uh, You know, you do get the opportunity to travel quite, quite a bit or you have in the past in your career. Do you have a favorite place that you've traveled?
2: Puerto Rico. I loved Puerto Rico. Uh, I enjoy traveling. I enjoy traveling all the time because you get to learn so much and see so many different things. Another place is Japan. I love Japan. And I'm a loud big woman, and you know it was very different for me, but uh, I uh, love Japan. They are very quiet, civilized, very uh, beautiful country, too. So I love to learn about the cultures, the differences, see the scenery. Just watch. I always go into a grocery home. You know, kind of tells you what every day, you know, that country is doing.
1: It's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. So uh, the last um, kind of lightning question is, is do you have a funny story from your cubi- days in the cubicles? Yeah, not right off, but maybe it'll come to me in a bit. All right. Okay. Let us know. We want to hear it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. All right. So Liz, over the course of your um, career, there's been various thoughts and philosophies around management and leadership. Where, what are your thoughts about that? Like what, you know, when you started, think about when you started, how, how was it to be a manager or was there such thing as a leader versus today?
2: Well, you think about that evolution. It's phenomenal, right? Before it was very, what I would say, hierarchical, right? I reported to this person. That's where I took my instructions. There was no, you know, if I wanted to veer out of the, the 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 silo, I had to ask to veer out. Whereas today, you look at mission-based teams. You look at this week, I'm doing this work. Next week, I might do something else. All so it all goes towards the greater good. So if you you think way before it was very siloed in that, and now it's. I, I would like to say it's getting to be much more free-flowing, much more um, mission-based, you know, flexible. You know, you were there from 8 to 5 every day. That's another thing. You know, your time was set, right? Now it's, well, I need to come to 10 to 7 because of, you know, um, my lifestyle. I have kids, you know, things that it's it's more flexible in that manner. There are so many changes and evolutions that have occurred in the long history of my job it's amazing
1: what about from an employee perspective what do you see how your manager or your leaders are interacting with you from the employee perspective from the employee perspective they're they are they're going much
2: more towards the mission-based teaming right they're going much more to the flexible can you work here and do this for a while? Wait a minute. Do you have I know you've got a full-time job, but can we spare some time and and work on this project? They're being much more flexible. I work remotely. We in 10 years ago that would not have been accepted, right? Yeah. And that that type of thing cuz if you think about it, much of many people's job, depending on your job, is on the phone. Is on the phone interacting, building relationships with people that you never see, you know? I worked with a, a group in India for five years. I had, I for a while there, you know, when the issues got high, I had to have weekly meetings with them. Otherwise it was monthly or quarterly, etc. before I ever met the individual. But we built a beautiful relationship over the phone. And that type of thing didn't occur 15 years ago. It was all in place meetings in the office, you know, in the silo,
1: et cetera. So do you think that, um, so it sounds like, you know, over the course of your career, much more flexibility from uh, an employee's perspective and from a managerial's view of employees to have greater flexibility. Question though is: is, do you think from the very hierarchical, the head down, pencil moving, eight to five style, to, say, more of today's style of more flexibility, a little bit looser. Do you think that there's um, a decline in productivity?
2: I think there, there potentially could be. I'll be honest with you. Because, I, because before you were in that, that office, you were interacting. And I don't know if it's because of the being remote or you know, having that flexibility of work from home, et cetera, Versus, um, you know, the other aspects of, of just mission-based teams, et cetera, right? Yeah. So in some instances, if it's, it's your normal job and, and you do it, you, I think you could easily lose productivity, right? But I think to think about productivity, you have to think about what challenges and what opportunities are you giving your employees? Not necessarily are they working 10 to 7 versus 8 to 5, do you know? Mm-hmm. So it's the passion that drives a person to be productive, not the hours that you set or where they sit. I think there's you've got to think about it in some ways like that. Yeah. So when you asked the question, I thought to myself, well, you know, sure. I could lollygag around all day, right?
0: Yeah. But because yeah. I
2: love what I do, you know, I'm up at 5 a.m., you know, working away, did it you know, going at it. So it's the, it's, it's keeping people really interested in what they're doing.
1: So you think the, the changes in this, the leadership of the management style has created with this flexibility, given people the opportunity to be more passionate about what they do versus, Hey, I need to fill this particular type of job. You will sit down and you will do that job and you may or may not enjoy it, but it's a paycheck, right? It's a, that's exactly it. It's a paycheck. And if you think about it, if
2: you for a month got to work on this aspect of a job and then you got to transfer or just kind of gradually go over and start working something else, it would be constant learning, learning to and, and networking and doing a number of different things that would make you interested. Mm-hmm. So if the attention span of, of the millennials is, is, is different because they they were raised on a computer. Yeah. Being an old, and I, I wasn't, so I can read a book. I can do yeah. things like, you know, but these guys got to jump, they got to flap, they got to run, you know, and yeah. you've got to keep the job and the passion going in order to get that productivity.
1: All right, so as a manager, how do you tap into the passion? How do you know who's passionate about what? How do you tap into well, that? I
2: you I just keep exploring th- these ideas. You know, I keep thinking when I need something done. So let's say I have a problem with, you know, our contracts and uh, work and, you know, et cetera. I'll just start talking to people and say, anybody have any interest in this? I, this is the issue. How do you think? And get them to help me think, how do we solve this problem? How do we address it? Right? And And they can say, I have no interest in this right? Another person says they do. You just, you get them to buy in and um, understand what the issue is and that we need a solution, right? Sometimes they'll know they have that expertise and they'll say, I'll help you out, but this isn't a long-term issue for me. I I, I, I know how to do it. I can get this fixed, etc. I don't want to do it long-term though. And that's when you sit there and go, I'd love your expertise. I'm going to get you somebody who wants to learn this, you know, and and therefore, you can learn to mentor and develop a person while we still solve our problem.
1: So, create a little bit of a win-win.
2: You so, got, to, but you've got to work. You gotta, you know, you gotta listen. You gotta listen and understand, and get to know the people you work with.
0: So, you talked about being remote, so. Uh, I, I'm assuming that all the folks that work for you, um, they're at least remote from you. I don't know if they actually work in an office, but tell us how you build relationships with each one of them to understand what does motivate them.
2: Um, so my group is worldwide, India, Asia, you know, Wisconsin, Right, Latin America, et cetera, and they all. I I actually don't know if they're remote or not. <laughs> you know, some of them are in offices, some of them are at their homes, right? Some of them do it fifty-fifty. I don't really care about that, but because and because I want their work, right? So I, you know, obviously we all work towards you know the paycheck and making sure the the company that we work for is successful. Huh. And the way I try to do that. Is I try to build, so I'll start some conversation with how's, how's it going? What's going on? You know, how's the family, that type of thing. But you have to watch and see how people, how much they want to divulge to you. You know, you have to respect their privacy, expect it, but you, 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 you humanize it. You make it personal. What, what, what in, what are you doing on this weekend? Right? You know, I'm doing laundry, this, this, right? You know, and I always, I always open myself up. I worked for a woman once who was absolutely brilliant, but my gosh, she was a stone wall. And I said, I told her, I said, you know what? It's hard to work for a stone wall. I like to work for a person. I like to have that interaction. I like to know that if one of my kids gets sick, you're going to care. And you you have to, because it's going to take them away from their work. It's going to, you know. But it's it's a larger part of their lives, so you just you have to work each person a little differently. Some are real open and you know tell you everything. Some will say you know I'm just kind of okay, right? You know, and you you just still you still share your parts, and they start to get to know you. It's it's all about a it's all about trust. So The Speed of Trust was one of the books I read, and it, it is. It's The Speed of Trust, and you really got to kind of develop trust with your with employees.
0: I agree. I think trust is huge. Great point. It, 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 it is unbelievable. It is, it is the
2: foundation of a relationship. When you start a new organization, so I've, I've, I've switched from one business to another business to another business. And, you know, in 30 years, I haven't been the same place. You always have to develop new relationships. You have to, you know, develop new trust. And that's kind of what they call the say do ratio. Now I said, I'm going to help you. And here it is. Right. And that builds that trust and you just keep doing it. Right.
1: Have you ever had an instant where you've, you've worked and you know, your say do ratio is very high, but you just can't get the trust of somebody. What do you do with that person?
2: Well, you constantly I, I continue to work, and of course, you always you'll always run into that in your career, right? because this this person is, is, is lacks that ability to trust in my book, you know They, they have a tough time with with trust in that, and they, they might be a little bit of a control, right? They have to have control, et cetera. And you can't you work with it. you just you make sure your say-do is still good. You make sure your integrity is still there, right? You make sure all those those tenets of your your being are still whole, and you just keep working with them and being open and honest.
1: Yeah, yeah, true.
2: There's some tough conversations you'll end up having with them, and you know, and you know, times that you may be the employee and they're your manager, and yet you're mentoring them.
1: Sure, you got to manage okay. your boss That's- at times, don't you? You got it. You got to manage your boss sometimes. Yeah. You got to manage your boss a lot. Any, um, any, any tips or suggestions on how to have those types of conversations, whether, you know, a, a difficult conversation with your boss, if you're trying to manage them t- so that you get what you need in order to be successful or to help them lead, beca- be a better leader. Yeah. Um, you know, always
2: remember They're a human. They have feelings. So I always, and I don't have never, I've not always done it right. I've done it great sometimes. I've really bombed in others. And and you will. So you just got to step back and learn from the bombs and think, what did I do right the last time? But to to open up saying, listen, I'm having some difficulty. I need your help to, to get through this. And then sort of make it so that that person's helping you. And at the same time, you're sort of conveying a message of this relationship isn't working. Right. But don't, don't, you're doing this to me. Don't pin it and make it blame. Don't make it all his fault. Like they say about a divorce, there's his side, there's her side. The truth is somewhere in between. So if there's a relationship issue, it, it takes both of you. So don't go in thinking it's all their fault. Etc. go in thinking, okay, I need help working through this. But
0: that's, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's perfect. It it is. We oftentimes, they always say, you know, don't use I statements when you're having those conversations or, I mean, don't use you statements, use I statements. And so I I think you're making a great point there about they're human and it's not just their fault. It's, it's a relationship. So it's on both people.
2: Exactly.
0: So when you think about, and I'm going to go on to
2: discuss something that came to my mind. When you think about an employee that you're you're not getting the productivity out of, you're not getting the relationship, et cetera, you know, I've had a couple of those, and I have to sit back and think, what makes them tick? What makes them whole? And how do I get them in a happy spot and me in a happy spot? So it's not just them they're not doing what i want they're not doing it for a reason right Right. you know they don't understand why the why is always huge or it's not in their expertise or there's you know they've had some bad experiences that that it's all about it's a person not a robot it's not a right so it's a relationship
1: yep yep okay Liz, I got uh, one more um, question for you. We're going to kind of wrap it up here a little bit. Um, do you have a leader that has inspired you? Like when you think about like anybody, like you think of one person, like th- that's really kind of a role model for
0: you um, and why? And it doesn't have to be a direct boss or, or leader. It could be anyone in the world or in history. Wow. Wow. Um. You know, I have had
2: a number of people that I've worked with that I haven't worked for, but I've worked with, that I love parts of their style. They're open. They're honest. Um, I, I have, I'm a firm believer if you don't have fun, it's not worth doing. So, so yeah. I got to be able to enjoy it. It can't be a grudge. I know I'm going to go through grudge. I know I'm going to go through, You know, it's you know, months of grudge sometimes. Sometimes it's just a meeting or something. But it's got to have fun and how they make that enjoyable, et cetera. So that's one, you know, you think of one person does that well. Another person can really look at inclusiveness, how they bring you in, how they, you know, um, I'm a firm believer in the why. So they explain the why. So then, then it's open and everybody can have ideas. No idea is a bad idea, et cetera. And then when I think about, you know, uh, you know. there's leaders all the time. I read all those books. I uh, I kind of enjoy all that. You also look back and, and think about, like right now I'm reading Grant. You know, it's on the bestsellers list, et cetera. There's so much to learn from that and that style of leadership in the military version versus, you know, that. So I look at a number of different different things, and I take different points from different people.
1: Sure. Sure. Okay. Good all right so Tammy I think uh you know great interview with Liz should we state
0: the obvious yeah we got some great insight today so let's uh, let's go back and state the obvious um I loved the phrase passion drives productivity so it's about finding that probably within yourself but also those folks who work with you and you talked about managing your boss so maybe if you can have an influence even um, on finding that passion that drives your boss you um, What a great way to look at uh, going to work each day. It's a way to keep all of the employees challenged and engaged. That's what we all want. Generation to generation, there might be some differences and we're looking for a few different things, but that's all we want when we go to work. Um, And the last point she was talking about was having fun. So challenged, engaged, and having fun. Building those relationships and creating trust, absolutely key. Uh, I'm not going to put any limits on it. We talked about it as a... Uh, as a manager working with employees, but also an employee working with a manager. But I mean, it's the key to all relationships in in life, really. So, um, trust is huge. Um, and uh, the last one I'm going to bring up is that talking about those relationships again, and when having a conversation about maybe the impact somebody's having on you, um, or maybe even finding out the impact you're having on somebody else, is we're all human. So there's probably a part that we're all playing in that relationship and, and the good or the bad. So um, just remember they're all human and remember it could be you too. So yeah. just have a open, honest uh, conversation about it. Great. Thank you. So Liz, thanks for, uh, thanks for being on and
1: I uh, want to thank all of our listeners and especially thanks to all of our active military and our veterans. Thank you for your service. And uh, please stay tuned for our next episode of Cubicle Insanity.